Hi and welcome to HR Guffin Stuff. This is episode one, where we demystify HR for the small business community. My name is Greg Friel and I'm here with HR consultant Gordon Teasdale to have a chat about how the way we treat our people directly affects the overall effectiveness and performance of our organisations. But rather than it being just a box-ticking exercise, how can we have a more human approach to HR? So, Gordon, I understand that a few years ago, a CEO you worked with called you an HR hippie. Soft skills are an important part of the formula for a successful organisation. So, presumably, there's more to this than having beanbags in the office and casual Fridays. So, from an HR perspective, how would you describe a successful organisation? For me, Greg, there are really four key elements which uh, a business needs to manage if it's looking to achieve high performance. And the the four areas I would identify are managing exceptional talent, Mm -hmm. looking to achieve strong emotional engagement uh, across the people within the business, the management of energy, and finally, the culture and environment that you create within the business. So why is culture important within the workplace? First of all, I I think it's important for small, medium-sized businesses to understand that uh, they have a culture, whether they recognise it or not. And in many ways, it's critical that they... Um, manage that in a positive fashion, you know, to be clear about the values, the environment that they're looking to create for um, their people. Mm -hmm. And fundamentally, culture is about the the character and the personality of the the organisation. It's what makes a business unique. And it reflects, you know, the beliefs and attitudes and behaviours of the the people who are leading it. And in many ways as well, it's actually linked to external brand. Uh, You need to ensure that your people are behaving in a way which reflects the the values that you're looking to project externally through the, the brand that you have, whether it's a product or a service, it's really vitally important that the the two are aligned. Yeah, and if your employees are aligned with your brand, then surely they're going to be the strongest brand ambassadors for the organisation. That's absolutely right. And, you know, in that way, they can really reinforce um, and help deliver the, the overall business strategy. And, you know, that behaviour that you're actually seeing from from people within an organisation has to be authentic. You know, Mm -hmm. you you can't have a karaoke version of um, trust and enthusiasm for for an organisation, for a business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that, that feeds through into a number of other areas as well, in that if an external candidate is looking at an organisation and considering you know, whether or not they want to apply or to, to join your business, what they actually see in, in terms of the behaviours and the way in which people 
living the, the values of the organisation, living the brand is absolutely critical in determining whether or not they, they join. Yeah. And then once on board, you know, whether they, they stay with the, the organisation. This is something that we've spoken about um, out with this podcast, um, the whole idea of authenticity uh, in the workplace and that what people think of the organisation and what actually happens within the organisation is the, the important thing. What the what external parties view as the culture of the organisation has to actually be what the organisation's culture is. Yeah, and although not every organisation has the uh, the opportunity to do this, but I think before actually launching a business, launching a brand, actually having clarity around the values and the way in which they're expecting their people to behave within the organisation. You know that is, uh, you know, uh, of significant value if you can get yourself into into that kind of situation. Yeah. So, what would you say are the day to day implications of how a culture affects an organisation? Um, at the level of the the individual within the organisation, I think it can actually impact the their overall happiness and in many ways uh, their emotional well-being uh, which in turn impacts on performance and it's been shown that organisations who have a strong positive culture outperform their competitors in a whole range of uh, measures you know from profitability through to sales volume through to you know accidents in the workplace fewer accidents in the workplace it mm-hmm. really is critical so what else would you say impacts culture within the workplace? Um, the, the, this isn't a, a cop-out, hopefully, but pretty much everything. I think it's fair to say you know, the, the kind of leadership that mm-hmm. you actually have, the way in which leaders communicate and interact with employees, and you know, their behaviours, obviously... You know, employees, people within the organisation are looking at their leaders and reflecting on their their behaviours and, you know, they'll uh, in many ways mimic that if they, they see their leaders behaving well or equally if they're, they're behaving badly. Um, workplace practices, policies, mm-hmm. again, they need to be aligned with the, the values and beliefs that the organisation uh uh, a professing, mm-hmm. so a, a company that talks about uh, trusting employees. If they then have a whole raft of policies which are about catching people out, you know, clearly um, yeah. people will will actually see the misalignment there uh, and respond to that. And you, know, you could even end up losing key people if you know they, they're saying that they promise uh, that they actually joined an organisation for isn't being delivered through the behaviours once they come on board. Yeah, so it's, it's the difference between reward and punishment. Yeah, and uh, I suppose, you know, naturally, um, you know, my uh, position in, in terms of being an HR professional is, is based on positive psychology. Yeah. So it is about catching people doing the, the right thing 
and you know, why build a whole range of policies and practices which are designed to catch out the 0.1% of the population who aren't actually there to do a, a good job. Yeah, you said at the start that uh, culture of an organisation exists whether we define it or not. So how do we go about defining a workplace culture? It's important to step back and evaluate what, what you have in place at the moment and then taking it from there uh, to define where, where you want to be. And it, it does come back to what, what I was saying earlier on. You need to look at really pretty much everything that you have in place within the business. Mm-hmm. You, you, you need to divide, define the mission and values, first of all, um, you know, where you want your business to be, the type of business you want to be, get clarity around that, and then from there, you know, to create the policies and programs that are aligned to that and reinforce that, to make sure that when you bring talent into the organisation, it isn't just about the knowledge and skills that they've got. You know, they they need to share the values that you have as, uh, within the organisation. If they don't fit, then there'll be be a price to pay. Yeah. Um, and then ensure that your your managers uh, are reflecting the, the values in how they treat their people. And if they they don't do that, then you don't don't tolerate bad behaviour on mm-hmm. the part of your managers. You know, there needs to be action that you take. Um, and the, the overall work environment as well, with regard to the workspace, etc., you know, that needs to be fully aligned with your, your culture and your, your values as well and to make sure that uh, people are working in the conditions that, that they deserve. So we're talking about culture being really the, the basic building blocks of... An organisation, yeah, yeah. The, with without that, you know, what 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 is an organisation? Mm-hmm. So one of the things you talked about um, earlier on as well was just acquiring and retaining talent. Uh, obviously, that you know that talent's not going to stay if the the culture um, is not an appealing one. And we'll go into that in more depth next time. Gordon, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>